This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. and streaming live all across America. This is Home Talk USA with Michael King, where we will discuss topics pertaining to your home with industry-leading experts. Michael King is a licensed general contractor with more than 30 years of experience in home improvements and the author of Contracting with the King. Join us this hour for our segment, Invent America, with your co-host, the inventor lady, Rita Crompton. Discover what's next in the home improvement industry and explore new products and innovations. Or if you have that next great big idea, learn what it takes to bring your invention to the world as Michael King and Rita Crompton talk to America's inventors and innovators. Remember, the America of tomorrow is being invented today. We invite you to visit us at HomeTalkUSA.com. One of the best resources for home improvement information around today. Your best life begins with your best home. And there's no place like Home Talk. That's HomeTalkUSA.com. And now, we proudly present Invent America from the number one home improvement radio program in the country, Home Talk USA, with your host, the Cajun contractor, Michael King, and his co-host, the inventor lady, Rita Crompton. Yay! Welcome. That's right. This is the Event America Show on the Home Talk USA Radio Network of well, family, and uh, we want to welcome all of you at the top of the hour right here. We are streaming on the Genesis Communication Radio Network at GCNlive.com. Um, now, I'd like to welcome my co-host and sidekick. They call her the Inventor Lady herself, Miss Rita Crompton. Rita, how you doing? I am fine. Oh, my goodness. It's lovely here today. It's nice to be outside <laughs> and enjoying some of this great weather before I know the freeze is coming. So, um, anyway, how are you today? I'm hanging in, hanging in, and it's a little overcast and rainy down in South Louisiana in Bayou Country, but uh, we um, looks like it's going to be turning a little bit, a little chillier down here. So, uh, But, Rita, um, before we get into this week's show, uh, they've had some changes uh, in the, uh, as you know, we've been broadcasting to go to the National Hardware Show in Las Vegas. That has changed, and I know you're going to be putting up that information on the website, um, uh, and you're going to be uh, doing another, uh, we're going to be going somewhere else, right? You, wanna, you have all the uh, final details for that right quick? I do. We are so excited um, because, you know, it's it's growing. You know, we are taking another step forward for our inventor family. We are going to ASD Market Week, which covers everything from what you would find at the National Hardware Show, which we consider like, you know, the, the Home Depot, to a Target Walmart. Everything from, you know, the traditional tools and electrical and plumbing and grilling that we always would have um, to now the, you know, the tools, the electrical plumbing and baby products and sporting goods and, you know, anything gotcha. and everything that, that you know, you would find now at your big box store. So we are really excited. It'll be the same thing, 600 square feet. Um, inventors that have been on the radio show looking for licensing, and now they actually have a section for licensing, which is really exciting. But 
it opens up the doors for so many of our inventors to join us. And um, so we're all excited. It's in March. It's March 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, so an extra day, much larger show. And, um, you know, we are just really excited to be able to bring this to our, our audience, and we'll be broadcasting from the floor like we always used to do, um, but bigger, better, and, right. you know, more outreach. It's business to business, so just like before, you know, wholesalers coming in, looking for new products, um, and being able to say, oh, yeah, I'd like to order, you know, two dozen of these. I'd like to order, you know, this for the next season. Wow. And so it really gives us a bigger outreach and all of our inventors as well. So we're looking forward to it. And it's a couple cool, of weeks huh? before the uh, National Hardware Show, right? Right. Same. Uh, yeah. It's going to be March 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, so two weeks earlier. Um, same location, Las Vegas Convention Center. Um, it will be in, we will be on the general merchandise um, area in the general merchandise area, so we'll be on the main floor of South Hall. Uh, the show is actually the South Hall, main floor, top floor, and central hall, so it is huge. Wow, gotcha. All right, then. Uh, all right, well, uh, let's start the show a little bit. Glad we, and as we get close, we're going to uh, give some more details, right? Right. We will have, um, you know, the booth space location. We will be starting to list the products on the Invent America. That was one of the reasons we did a new Invent America website. So invent-america.com, the products that we're taking will be listed there. Um, so if you're out there and you're thinking, holy cow, I should be going to this show, get in touch with me um, because we are, you know, looking at those products that we can take, show off, um, help inventors, you know, be able to get their message out. And we have had so many more people contact us since we've started putting this out. It's so exciting. So I'm excited. <laughs> so what you we're can tell I'm about- excited. <laughs> Marita, what are we going to talk about this week? We are talking about how important it is in a licensing agreement to maintain control of the intellectual property. And so, the, you know, a lot of inventors, they'll come to me and they'll say, well, I was told. And it's like, just because you were told that, does it really make sense? And they go, well, no. And I said, well, then it's probably not the right idea. And so when they say, you know, I was told that I could let a licensee file my intellectual property. No. The intellectual property is the only thing that gives you leverage and to hold them accountable. If you assign it away, then you lose. Yeah. So we're going to talk today to a couple of inventors um, that went through this experience. And, you know, it's really important for our inventors, you can tell I'm excited today, um, our inventors to maintain control of that leverage. And I think a lot of inventors don't realize that the intellectual property system in one shape or another has been around in this country since the 1790s. So a long time, and it's yep. been around in Europe since the 1400s. And the only one that don't really have to worry about that is China because they steal it all, so they don't care. They have no intellectual <laughs> property uh, anyway, so they're going to just steal it. Well, you know, so. they, they, they have a system out there, and that's why a lot of our inventors do file there, because if you file there, they enforce it there. Um, but okay. we've done those topics. Today we're really talking about how important it is you maintain control. You file it. You maintain control of it, you know, right. and that way then, yes, the, the, the licensee will generally fight and, um, uh, when there's an infringement on your intellectual property because they put the money in developing the product. But you still maintain control of it, and that is the one thing. It's like they do yeah. the manufacturing, they do the marketing, and do everything. You keep control of your intellectual property. Why do you think that is? They just don't know the process because, you know, the average inventor no. is not really, you know? Well, 
the average inventor isn't always aware. You know, they get excited about their product. They don't understand, you know, where they can be victimized. And that's our job. It's our job to say, no, no, this is, this is the right way to do it. And, you, the, you know, when, they really, when I talk to them and they really start to think about it, it makes sense because if yeah. you don't maintain the intellectual property, that's your leverage. That's what you say. You know, this is mine. You know, the USPTO said, this is mine, and I get to control it. If you sign it away, they control it. And, you know, yes, if they're, you still get your name on it, and this is where the, the problem is when it comes to licensing. Your name is still on it as the inventor, but somebody else has started paying the bills. That gives them yep. leverage over you. All and right. so if, you know, if the agreement goes south and you have to pull it back, but they've got leverage, they've got leverage instead yeah, of you. That's right. That's right. Well, Rita, there's the music. Rita, what time it is right now when you hear the music? It is time to go and pay some bills. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you got to pay the bills. got to stay on the air. But, uh, hey, uh, we're going to come back. Uh, don't go nowhere. We have some guests, some topics, some inventors. Uh, we have... Uh, uh, well, we introduce new products. Not only that, that's the, the uh, blueprint to get your products to market. So uh, it's kind of a really a, a, a good thing. So stay tuned right here on the Home Talk USA radio program, streaming live on the Genesis Communication Radio Network. This is the Ben America part of the Home Talk USA radio show right here. Y'all stay tuned. Me and Rita, the inventor will be right back. Yeah. with Michael King. Do you have questions about your next home improvement project or home repairs? Now you can chat with verified home repair and home improvement experts in just minutes. Get the help you need by visiting HomeTalkUSA.com, one of the best resources for home improvement information around today. Your best life begins with your best home, and there's no place like Home Talk. That's HomeTalkUSA.com. And now, back to Invent America from the number one home improvement radio program in the country, Home Talk USA, with your host, the Cajun contractor, Michael King, and his co-host, the inventor lady, Rita Crompton. All right. Um, welcome back. This is the Invent America show, along with uh, my uh, co-host, the inventor lady herself, Rita Crompton. Rita, we got a great show. we got to jump right into it. We're running way behind schedule. Who's our first guest? Our first guest today is Eric Hosfurther. He is a Dallas-based entrepreneur who has founded, funded, and grown companies, everything from real estate and sports products to weather technology. And he likes to get in on the ground floor with, you know, a new entrepreneur and see how high they can fly. So, Eric, thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure because you've got one of those cool things in Flategate would have never happened if they'd had your tool. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about Inoflate Smart Inflation Needle. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, let's talk basketball specifically when we're talking about sports here with, with, with Inflate as an example. So, you know, many people who are avid basketball players, whether youth or adults, you know, you practice so that you understand uh, exactly how a ball feels in your hands, how it bounces off the backboard, bounces off the floor. You practice so that you ultimately become familiar and can repeat the things you want to do. Um, but one of the things that's not very exact about basketball or a lot of sports is the inflation of a ball. You know, we've all got these old Nike pumps with the little metal needles, uh, and we inflate the ball. We kind of squeeze it, bounce it, say, yeah, that, that feels about right. But the reality is that um, just a half PSI change uh, in ball pressure can dramatically change how that ball bounces or how it feels uh, in your hand or bounces off the backboard or, you know, different sport, how it comes off your foot. And so we're all pretty uh, inexact about that. So, you know, we'll pay $200 for a pair of basketball sneakers that really don't help you get the ball through the hoop at all, yet uh, we're paying $0.50 for these old inflation needles. And so... Um, a friend of mine, Graham Roach, um, genius, genius inventor, he invented the Inflate Smart Inflation Needle. So when you just attach it to the end of your pump, and when you're inflating a basketball, uh, it whistles when you get to the right PSI and basically stops inflating the ball. So you just pump till you hear the whistle, pull it out, and now you know that you're playing with the exact 8 PSI pressure that the NBA recommends for, for all basketballs. And so the invention certainly applies across all sports, uh, but we started with basketball. Well, and when I went to your website and I actually saw the the way you guys had laid it out, it was it's like, all right, I got it right away, and I understand the <laughs> issue and how easy the solution was. So the website, anybody out there who wants to see exactly what Eric is talking about, www.inoflate, I-N-N-O-F-L-A-T-E dot com. Fascinating. So what we're talking about today, Eric, and the, the conversation I had with you really kind of solidified the need for this conversation, was that you had a licensing deal in place. Nobody put 2020 pandemic into their business plan for 2020. Um, what happened? Yeah, so um, you know, our, our plan all along, or a hope all along for this product, was to get it in the hands of one of the national sporting good manufacturers that already had distribution everywhere. And so about 2018, uh, we started running down that road. And by 2019, we were engaged with one of the largest sporting good manufacturers uh, in the world, ones that have distribution uh, into all the major retailers. We thought everything was exactly as we hoped, and, and it really was. It was going really well with them as we worked through the terms of the agreement. As after the agreement, we then started working with their manufacturing team on figuring out how they were going to mass manufacture these. And then the pandemic hit, right? And that just kind of put everything on pause for a little bit. And we said, hey, this will be, you know, we all thought it'd be a few months at first. Um, but really, you know, probably nine months or so later, we picked things back up. Well, in that nine months, uh, one of the senior level management uh, folks who we'd been working with, he left uh, the company and, and went to do something else with his career. So we were handed off to another relationship in the company. Um and he was great, and we kept moving forward. He wasn't quite a senior, um, but but kept moving forward. And then, as kind of the economic uncertainty coming out of COVID hit, as people were looking towards what's coming in the future, you know, this the sporting good manufacturer, they were owned by a parent company who was owned by a parent company who was owned by a conglomerate, and that conglomerate <laughs> ended up putting a freeze on all capital expenditures. And so this product was going to be injection molded and injection molds aren't cheap. You know, they can run 10 to $50,000 depending on what you're doing. And they were unable to get past that freeze. They couldn't get through the red tape that kind of the 
parent company, parent company, parent company put in place. And uh, eventually they said, hey, we're not sure we're going to be able to move forward with this in the time frame that we laid out in the licensing agreement. And so uh, we decided to, to get released from that agreement. And not what we'd all hoped. We were really encouraged and really excited and, and glad the product um, was validated in terms of interest from a major sporting goods company. But we're back to square one a little bit right now. Yeah. Now, the good thing for you guys was that you kept control of your intellectual property through all of this. And I get a lot of inventors who will say, oh, I'm going to assign my intellectual property to the licensee. Tell us, tell our listeners why it was so critical for you guys that you never did that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, very bottom line, had we done that, we would have ended up three years later uh, without the ability uh, or the value of our patent if it was still sitting in someone else's office in terms of the, the actual patent itself and assigning it elsewhere. So it was important to us um, to maintain all the control we could have over the intellectual property itself. And so, and that's really twofold. One, it was the patent as it stands, and two, it was any derivatives that come out of that patent. So, you know, we had initially uh, 3D printed these, and so when we were working with this major uh, sporting goods manufacturer, we had to switch it to an injection mold, which means we redesigned it in tandem with them and some of their industrial designers. And it was important to us that in the licensing agreement we had with them, any new changes to the product, derivatives of the product, regardless of where the idea comes from, that that intellectual property resided with us. And so our agreement was real clear on that, uh, and I was thankful it was because I think we ended up in an even better place with the product. And then yeah. the patent itself is still ours. They just had an exclusive license to it for a time right. period with some performance clauses. All right. Well, Eric, thank you so much. This is valuable information for our inventors because it's exactly what I keep telling them. And we are going to go. We hear that music playing. It means we have got to go pay some bills. And we want to thank our sponsors for this show. Um, CAD Design Info with Scott Parsi. He does those early stage prototypes um, that Eric was talking about. And we have got now our product, Quick Start, who does the more advanced um, manufacturing. So anyway, thanks, everybody. Stick with us. We've got another inventor to share his story about licensing. Eric, thank you very much. Thanks, guys.